0: To you, Bill Michael show on the air, and uh, we are glad you're with us today. Thanks, as always, for uh, for hanging out with us. We certainly appreciate it. Uh, the day after. The therapy session, I guess, is the best way to put it. A lot to get to today. We got uh, NFL power rankings today, and, yes, the uh, Packers continue to fall. We have got uh, Mike McCarthy from yesterday and a lot of what he had to say regarding uh, the Green Bay Packers and getting ready to, uh, to come back home, so to speak, as uh, you know, his, his wife, Jessica, and kids and such are originally from here. So we're going to hear from him. Uh, some interesting stuff on Jordan Love. Interesting stuff on Jordan Love and the 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 question that many are now starting to ask: Going, well, you know what? The season's pretty much done, so we should, you know, kind of shouldn't we go ahead and start Jordan Love? You got to figure out what you've got in Jordan Love. If you're the Packers and you don't know what you have in Jordan Love at this point, then shame on you. I think the only reason Jordan Love would play would be to get a little bit of experience, but more so for the fans to figure out what Jordan Love is. Um, But, and I I was even kind of thinking, well, towards the end of the season, if all is lost, you go ahead and and maybe play Love. I think there's a couple of things at work here that that you need to address. One is you're paying Aaron Rodgers a boatload of money to be the quarterback of this team. Um, Secondly... I think the audition for next year and the whole thing about getting on the same page with your receivers has to extend from this season into next season. Because next year, you got to figure, and I'm actually, uh, now I I believe Rodgers is coming back next year. Um, He maybe changes my mind along the way, God knows. But uh, I believe he's coming back next year. So I think right now is the time that you, you're looking to work with Romeo Dobbs. You're looking to get Christian Watson healthy and see what you can make out of him. You're looking for the advancement of Samari Torre and then obviously giving them something to think about, work on, the film to look at in the offseason, as to come next year, hit the ground running and be on the same page. in that, you know you know, freshman to sophomore year jump, so to speak, in the NFL. You know? So I think, uh, just to me, I, I think that's two reasons why we talk about, well, you know, he doesn't have to play with him, and you got to coach him up. And I think right now is about just getting better. It's about doing things better today than you did yesterday and doing things better tomorrow than you do today. I, I, That's what I think. I think you've got to get on the same page with these guys. Now, can you play love along the way at some point? Sure you can. Sure you can. But, um, you know, to me, I I believe Rodgers is coming back. He's got the, what is it, 50 million reasons to come back. So I I believe he's coming back, at least for for one more year, if not two. And I I would get as much time and as many reps together with this wide receiving core as you can, so you know exactly the – the connection, the relationship, the trust, and all that kind of yada, yada, blah, 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 bull stuff. Uh, so you can get that all together, and uh, that way you can, uh, you know, get into next season and say you've got even more familiarity after playing together for an entire season and basically wasting an entire season. You know, um, this whole thing about the fans... You know, wow! It's time to play Jordan Love. You can lose, you know, as easy with Jordan Love as you can with Aaron Rodgers. I, I agree with that, but going into next season, I you're not going to be starting Jordan Love. You're going to be starting Aaron Rodgers, and, and we're going to be talking about the same thing. You know, you got to be on the same same page. So I, I think that's two big reasons why you're you're going to continually see. Uh, Jordan Love or uh, Aaron Rodgers instead of Jordan Love, but you know, at some point, I would assume you're going to see a few snaps from Jordan Love. Now, uh, Devondre Campbell, Donald Levitt uh, on what's called Clubhouse Live. It's a a show in Green Bay, and they talked about Jordan Love and what they see
1: from Jordan Love. Take a listen. I mean, I think Jordan's a a great player. I think he's a great teammate. Um, You know, I'm not in the offensive meetings, but. I can't see the way that the ball comes out of his hands. I can't see the way that he's decisive um, playing against our defense. I mean, we, I don't know about y'all, but I think we got a pretty good defense, and he does a really good job for us in practice, gives us a real look, and um, it's pretty impressive. He's done some, some pretty impressive things. He's a starting quarterback. Okay, yes. there we go.
2: Yeah, No yeah. question. He's better than a lot of quarterbacks, and this a lot of starting quarterbacks.
0: Wow, there we go. That's good stuff there. So there you go. They say he's better than a lot of starting quarterbacks. That's from Devondre Campbell. I don't know if I believe that. Um, you would have to kind of go through that list of starting quarterbacks that you believe he's better than, but they feel he now, you're not gonna come out as a teammate, especially for a backup and start trashing a guy, so you also have to you also have to take that into consideration. But Um, they, they like him. Look, I've never thought Jordan Love was a bad dude. Never. Can Jordan Love get better when he got to the NFL? Yeah, certainly. I mean, if you don't get better then you know, (laughs) you hit your ceiling and coming out of college into the NFL and you didn't get any better, something would be dramatically wrong. I just never thought that Jordan Love was going to be anything above mediocre. I think there's a lot to it, Bill. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And um, I, we saw a little glimpse of him this year in the preseason, where he played, you know, okay, he had a couple of moments, you know, um, where he he you know rolled out a couple of times, showed us some athleticism, looked okay on the uh, on the run. I think the throw to Romeo Dobbs that he had on the sideline, uh, and it went incomplete. But I, I thought, man, he he damn near dropped that right in the bucket. There was a couple of glimpses where you said, okay. You can see something, you know, when it comes to maybe being an NFL quarterback, but there was nothing of dynamic there. Um, so I look, I maybe he'll, you know, I thought Rashawn Gary was going to be average at best, and he's proven me wrong. So maybe Jordan Love will. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know. 877 867 1670. You want to hit us up by all means? Go ahead and do so. That's the phone numbers to get a hold of us. Uh, you want to find us on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels, producing the program as always. Ben Kenny at Ben Z Kenny over on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook, uh, The Bill Michaels Show, Bill Michaels Show on YouTube and on Twitch TV. You can find us on Spotify, YouTube. Uh, you can find us over on, um, uh, Apple uh, Pie, Apple, uh, Apple iTunes and the podcast there, Google Podcast. The website is simply Uh So many different ways to get a hold of
1: us. So many different ways. How are you doing today, Ben? Kenny, did you get some sleep? I got some sleep. I feel good, really. Good. Um, I don't know. When it comes to Jordan Love, I think I'm curious today. Like genuinely curious in what it could look like. And I would love if there's a some sort of opportunity where all knowledge, all uh, normal thinking goes out the window that you just outlined when it comes to Rodgers and why you can't really move on from him. I wish there was just one week where that could all be put aside. What if Rodgers made no money for a week? We didn't have to think about the future. I want to see what it looks like with love, if I'm being honest. And I kind of want them Um, to start winning games.
0: Now, here's, here's the next question. Okay, suppose, Lynn, just suppose that you start love okay and suppose yeah you know, th- there's two reasons why you would start love one is because maybe just maybe you either believe that Rodgers isn't coming back or Rodgers is hurt or whatever okay so there there's that one group the second group is that you believe that he's pretty good and maybe as your team continues to spiral downward maybe you put him on the trade block and show him off for other teams so maybe teams begin to call and say, hey, we'd like to, you know, know what you want for Jordan Love, and then you get yourself that extra pick because God knows they covet picks. That extra pick, and maybe if you're going to draft high anyway, you go with a receiver or whomever, and then after that, you get yourself another quarterback or vice versa. Maybe you tra- maybe you trade that pick and move on. Otherwise, uh, it, the uh, you know, and, and again, Harry says, well, then again, if you start Jordan Love over Aaron Rodgers, is Aaron Rodgers going to be upset? I think that would be the only... I'm not worried about Aaron Rodgers being upset right now. Because doing it kind of, quote, his way since last year. Last year when they came in and all was glorious and it was the giant arms around Aaron training camp, uh, they ended up having the number one overall seed and they got everything they wanted at home and the team completely, offensively, special teams crapped the bet. We all know that. They come back this year... We're worried about Aaron. Aaron doesn't play. in the. Pre- they basically cater to everything he wanted to do. Didn't want to play in the preseason. Doesn't want to do certain things. Doesn't want to coach him up. Doesn't want to come to OTAs. Doesn't want to be at minicamps. Doesn't like joint practices. All that different stuff that he's been very vocal about. They do it his way, and the team is terrible. He's terrible. They're terrible. Everything. So now you kind of go, okay, we don't necessarily. We've done it kind of your way, and it's it's really not worked. We've kept Bakhtiari. We've kept Randall Kyle, We've kept Mercedes Lewis. We've done certain things. It's time to cut bait and get this team better. We have got to move on. Okay, so the 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 only thing that you could do is if, if Aaron says, "Hey, give I'm I'm a competitor. I want to get my stats better. I want to make this team better. I want to get some wins. I want to get some positive energy moving into next season. I'm committed." But go ahead and give Jordan a shot. Just let him, you know, kind of get his time. That's great. But there is this thought that if you put Jordan Love in, you're going to completely po the quarterback, and that might be the only area that I would say tread lightly, because you don't you don't want an, you don't want another off season of of problematic feelings hurt ego. What you want is this season sucked. Let's wrap our arms around it throughout the off season. Let's dedicate this last season or the last two seasons of Aaron Rodgers towards winning a title instead of just trying to figure out what we're going to do what egos we're going to massage who's going to feel good who's not going to feel maybe that's the only thing that might come back to bite you so that's where i would kind of tread lightly other than that i think you're you're pretty good
1: does that make sense yeah i mean what if love comes in looks great leads them to what three wins and four games to finish the season He'd get you a worse draft pick, but what if what if he shows that he's the guy for the future? And then you can um, find some way to move on from Rodgers and actually enter next year with life. Yeah, the only way you can move on from Rodgers is if
0: you're going to eat a good portion of that contract and trade him away. Um, but I think he's got a full no-trade clause, too. And remember, he was the one that said, I will retire, I'm going to remain a Green Bay Packer for the remainder of my career. Um. And the Packers were the ones that were worried about. Make, look, I, I still think Rodgers is an unbelievably good quarterback. I think right now it's that is below the surface of a lot of crap. I think there's a lot of stuff that's gone on, and I also think that the loss of Devontae was huge. I think the way they went about this whole thing was wrong. I think the decisions they made and the personnel they brought in were not good. Um, the shuffling of the offensive line has been problematic. Uh, the shuffling of coaches has been problematic. I think it's it's you know not just Aaron Rodgers in the thumb. I think there are a lot of different layers to this very poorly made cake, and it has to change. So I I think that there's a lot that has to go into the off season to fix the problems we see today. Now, whether or not that's you know firings and such, I I don't know. Uh, I I have no idea. I, so that that's the other aspect of this. I mean, if things go horrifically wrong and people aren't listening to Matt Lafleur or what have you, and the coaching staff and Joe Barry is is gone, I I, I don't know. I then then what? Because you were supposed to be a much more dominant defense. But I thought one of the best analogies came. Um, I was listening to Good Morning Football, and they I shouldn't say an analogy, but basically the argument was made like, look, they didn't put together the 85 Bears, and they didn't put together the Super Bowl-winning Baltimore Ravens led by Ray Lewis and company and and Ed Reed. What they put together was a good defense that has the ability to cover, that has the ability basically to keep the ball in front of them. When your offense is scoring 27 to 30 points a game, this is a team that's only going to give up anywhere from 17 to 24 points a game, which means you're going to win a lot of football. This team was not built to win specifically with your defense on a week in and week out basis. And that's the way that's the pressure on this defense that is there now. And 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 that's a really good way of looking at things. And that's that's correct. This isn't a bunch of beasts up front with You know, middle linebackers are going to punch you in the mouth and blitz you and come off the edge. You don't have Aaron Donald sitting there. You don't have Nick Bosa sitting there. You don't have TJ Watt sitting there. You don't have these guys that can rush the quarterback on a consistent basis. You don't have Von Miller coming off the edge. You don't have that. What you had was two good bookends in Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary. You had Devondre Campbell roaming the middle. You had a pretty good uh, defensive front, adding some beef with Jerron Reed, keeping T.J. Slayton, who pushes 325, and then adding some rookies that can give you some versatility and athleticism. It was made to hold you, not to stop you. And that it, that was a – it makes you pause for a minute and think because sometimes when you keep seeing pressure after pressure after pressure being put on this defense and they hold a team for three quarters and then ultimately it breaks down in the end. Well, a lot of, a lot of defenses do. I'm not making excuses, but a lot of defensive defenses do. But at that point in time, you expected a two-score advantage. So, therefore, teams have to throw the ball – you can pin your ears and come back after him because it takes the run out of play, and therefore you become a more opportunistic defense. It hasn't panned out that way at all, at all, and it's because of the offense. It's you know when Roger said we have to give our defense more opportunities. He's right. That's the way this team was built. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Uh, Phone lines wide open. you want to chime in, feel free to go ahead and do so. Give us a shout. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. We're going to be live tomorrow night. We're going to be out at Sunset Grill in Pewaukee. Going to be out there six to eight tomorrow night. Looking forward to it. Well, that's kind of, kind of, sort of my neck of the woods, but uh, I love going out there anyway because it's just a really cool place. But uh, the huddle going to be out there tomorrow night six to eight. Looking forward to it. Stop by, say hi. They have Bud Light specials going on all night long. That's the Bill Michaels huddle tomorrow night. Brought to you by Bud Light.
3: This is the Bill Michaels show on the Wisconsin Sports
0: Zone Radio Network. Uh, we all know, and I. Holiday commercials are already out. I don't know if you've seen them. I know BMW the other day had a, uh, a Christmas commercial with bows and ribbons all over their vehicles, and so it's starting to get to that time of year. I was in uh, I was in a, a, a bar the other night. We were at a charity event on Saturday, and on the uh, jukebox, the, the girls were playing Christmas music. Uh, if you saw the TikTok video, <laughs> so. Already playing Christmas music. So it's here. And if you're going to start thinking about uh, gifts, maybe jewelry, uh, there's a place to go in West Bend called Kane and Kane, K-O-E-H-N. Go to kanejewelers.com, kanejewelry.com. And uh, there's also, uh, when you go to the website, you can scroll all the way to the bottom and see the Buy Like a Guy podcast. And uh, just good people out there. But it is worth the drive uh, for value, and for overall money and look and clarity and cuts and all the different things you learn about diamonds and gold and jewelry and such, yeah, uh, it is worth the drive. Without a doubt, it is worth the drive. Head out to Kane and Kane Jewelry uh, in West Bend. They're really, really good people. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, please feel free to go ahead and do so. This one's from uh, this one's from Dragon who says uh, the Green Bay Packers need to sit Rodgers. It would teach him a lesson. What lesson would that be? He, he's not a 14-year-old high school kid. You know, he, he didn't, you know, shove a trainer in college and you're going to sit him to teach him a lesson. I, What lesson are you going to teach him? You know, that, that's... This is a this is a man of forty years old. He's thir- I should say, thirty nine. Going to be thirty nine. I what 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 message? What lesson are you going to teach him? You know, um. I I don't I don't agree with that. I appreciate where you are coming from. as if it's going to make some kind of a magnanimous difference, but I, I don't think it's going to ha- happen. Um, Derek says if they couldn't get it done in the previous three years with LaFleur and Devonte, two NFC championship appearances, the number one seed home field advantage, et cetera, they are not going to get it done this year. The season is over. Uh, Dennis says, Let's not forget about the collateral damage from LaFleur's S show. Tom Clements came to help Rod Rogers get over the hump and win a Super Bowl. Instead, he's stuck in the middle of the LaFleur Rogers feud. Now again per, there's a perception that there's a feud there. Is it Ben is there a feud that I don't know about? Is there something going on? Does it look like there's something going on
1: between the two of them? No, I would say rather the opposite. It kind of feels like they're together in the struggle and whatever disaster is going of, on.
0: Rogers has kind of come out twice now and spoken highly. Back when Mike McCarthy was leaving, Rogers wasn't coming out and praising McCarthy. You know, he wasn't going. Man, what a great game plan and this and, but Rodgers has said on two separate occasions. You know, these coaches they work so hard. You know, Matt has worked really hard with really good game plan and, you know, and there there's and for people that say Rodgers is changing the play at the line of scrimmage, uh, Lafleur came out and said there are there's one play with two options. Rodgers calls the option. That's the way it works. He's not changing a bunch of plays. He's calling a different option. There's probably a run. There's probably a pass. There's probably a pass to a tight end, probably a pass to a wide receiver, whatever it happens to be. But Rodgers is calling the option. But it, it, it for, you know, Rodgers has said on a couple occasions, you know, I think he hears it. He hears it in the media. He hears fans talking about it. Oh, Rodgers is changing the play. I, I don't think that's it. He goes on to say he's stuck watching Rodgers throwing tantrums and playing way below an MVP level. Poor Rich Basaccia left the S show with the Raiders to help the Packers develop a strong special teams to help win a Super Bowl. He's now stuck in the Rodgers LaFleur feud. He has LaFleur forcing him to use the fumble prone, inept Amari Rodgers on punt returns. Uh, I believe there'll be plenty of coaching staff changes next year. Tops on my list. Maybe Clements and Bassachia deciding to leave after the season. The only way to fix this mess is to have Bob Harlan and the executive committee force Murphy to immediately retire and hire Andrew Brandt to replace him. But there's a lot of <clears throat> there's a lot of blame to go around. So it's either Amari, it's either Rogers and Lafleur, or it's Murphy and the front office. But you're just kind of saying it's everybody, Dennis. Um, by the way, Matt Lafleur yesterday talking about Aaron Rodgers, this specifically what I was just making mention of. Just so you could hear it, take a listen to what LaFleur had to say.
4: We give Aaron the liberty to, especially situationally, get us in and out of whatever look the defense is presenting. And I have total faith, confidence, trust that he's going to put the guys in, in the best spot. And, you know, when it doesn't work out, it's easy to second-guess everything. And that's just the
0: nature of our business. So there you go. He gives Aaron the 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 ability to change, change that play, not not change the total play and call a different play, but basically he gives him a play with options for the situation that they are in. And that's what that's what they've always said. The thought of, now it's not like when McCarthy was calling plays at the end of the you know the tenure and Rogers would just say you know and to hell with that we're going to go with something else. That's not it. That's not it. 877-867-1670. 877 um, Mike says, uh, yeah, well, now Gary has a torn ACL. Pretty much the defense is done, and it's over uh jason says nobody's talking about the elephant in the room even the media is ignoring it the packers replaced four offensive coaches in february of 2022 not one sports analyst has talked about this some unspoken secret politics in football where you can't question coaching i've talked about it
1: What, what are we supposed to talk about am i missing something ben no i think the coaches have been questioned more than anything The weird thing is you feel like the losses are all coming for different reasons, right? Right. Like the Giants game, the defense kind of let up in the second half, but the offense looked good. Previous games, like Rodgers plays well in Buffalo, but Allen is just too much. And then the Lions game last Sunday, the defense plays well, but Rodgers kind of throws the game away. So that's what's tough about it.
0: Yeah, I I mean, going back to Jason's email, I I have talked about, The loss of coaches i don't know what jason's talk about i mean unless you're listening to other people we have talked about The, the 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 problem with talking about it is that okay suppose you get some kind of an honest answer where they say you know what i remember when joe philbin uh left and i had a long conversation with aaron Rodgers about that at the time and he was talking about how joe you know joe wasn't there calling plays But Joe was the guy that was the day-to-day guy. He set up the room, as Aaron put it. He's the one that set up the room. He's the one that set up the plays. He's the one that set up the playbook. He's the one that set up the the surface pros or the overheads or the film or whatever it is they were going to be studying. He was the day-to-day guy. He was the guy that, you know, kind of the nuts and bolts. McCarthy was not only the play caller, but he was the overseer. So he relied on Joe Philbin to be the day-to-day guy. That's probably what Nathaniel Hackett was. He lost Nathaniel Hackett, the offensive coordinator, and then Stenovich has to come in and try to replicate and or duplicate that. And But you want to do it on your own accord, in your own way, and maybe it's just different. And and it could be, and I mean Stenovich has never done this before, it could be that it's going to take him an entire season, plus making changes in the offseason, to how they do things and how they go about it. I'll say this, when they lost... You know, they lost John Schneider. They lost Dorsey. They lost uh, Reggie McKenzie. They lost a lot of guys in their scouting department kind of within a, a few years of one another. It took them a while to get the scouting department back. And you would think scouting, eh, you know what? Next man up. Guy goes out. You're looking at talent. You're picking out certain things. But when everybody's responsibilities change and you move up in the food chain, so to speak, and you have more responsibility your it it takes you a while to get acclimated into that job and not only to get acclimated into the job to a routine but then to get all the guys that you're guiding to buy into that wholeheartedly and to get used to that as well because it's not just a change for a coach it's a change for an entire organization think about any job you and I have ever had you know when you've either made a change or there's been a change at the top and then you got to wait and see because the new guy does things different. You know, the new guy's got different attitudes, different opinions, different different things, different ways to approach things, different looks, different views, you know, characteristically, character-wise, mentally, happy, sad. You know, one guy can be really upbeat going, okay, guys, let's go. The next guy comes in with the exact same game plan, but he does it in a very gruff way. Can you guys think you can do this this week, you know, that type of thing? I mean, so it just it, it takes a while. So I, I I just I it is a big deal. I said that at the time it was a big deal. 8778671670 when we come back and to talk to Jeremy listening to us in Colorado on a cast of thousands. All on hold, stay tuned. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at CUNIS RV. Go to CUNIS, K-U-N-E-S, CUNISRV.com, Kunis RV. They have RV dealerships all throughout the great state of Wisconsin and well beyond the borders. Uh, they continue to grow. They continue to expand. They continue to to modernize their dealerships. Their inventory is enormous, and they also do consignments, and they can take the, the pressure of trying to sell your vehicle, your fifth-wheel motorhome, tow behind, whatever it happens to be, they can help you out there as well. Go to Q N E S, Q N E S, Q N S R V dot com. That is Q N S R V dot com. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michaels Show on the
3: Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
0: Good to have you back. Thanks for taking a listen to us on this Tuesday election day and uh, i cannot wait until about uh, i guess about eight o'clock tonight that's when all the political ads are finally going to stop you would assume you would hope right uh speaking of ads uh, i don't mean to do this as an ad but uh, there's a great place in downtown waukesha coming up on december i think it's december 4th this year if i'm not mistaken um they are going to have It is December 4th. They're going to have the Waukesha Christmas Parade. Uh, We'll be back this year. And obviously, it's going to be emotional. It's going to be packed. Uh, A lot of people coming back to support it. Great place to go and watch watch it right downtown on 323 West Main Street, downtown Waukesha. Stop into the nice ash. Uh, And you can support all the local businesses down there. There's a lot of good ones. Uh, There's People's Park. Uh, There's the House of Guinness. Uh, Chef Pam uh, down there. There's the Clark Hotel across the street. Uh, all those terrific, terrific businesses that you can get down to Waukesha and support. But the Waukesha Christmas Parade is going to be back on Sunday, December fourth. So right after the uh, Packers Bears game, while you're listening to the Green and Gold Postgame Show, uh, make sure you stop down, head down to downtown Waukesha, and support some of those local businesses. It's going to be, it's going to be an emotional weekend. Uh, I would almost guarantee it down there. Um, so I'm, I'm, I really. I think we're going to be broadcasting live from the Sheridan Hotel in uh, downtown Chicago again, doing the postgame shows we've done in the past. But if we uh, are not, uh, we will be for sure in Waukesha. And if if we are in Chicago, know that our hearts are going to be in Waukesha for sure for the uh, for the Christmas parade after after the game. So uh, please, if you can, get down there and. And support them, 877-867-1670. seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Let's get to the phone calls. Let's go to Jeremy listening to us in Colorado. Jeremy, how you doing, man? What's going on?
2: Hey, Bill, how's it going? I I, I love listening to your show. So I just want to start off by saying thank you for appreciate it. Putting on you. a great show every morning. I try to listen to you as soon as much as I can.
0: Okay, I'll take that.
2: <laughs> um, but I do. Uh, I got a I got a quick question for you. Um, yeah. So I was uh, re-watching the show The Captain on ESPN um, about Derek Jeter, and something triggered when I was listening to one of the episodes. They talked about how Derek Jeter started his play probably from about 2006, maybe on to about 2010, went down defensively, started Mm -hmm. really playing like bad, and they mentioned that, the coaches or the or the, the younger coaches on the team were afraid to point out his mistakes to him. And it took Brian Cashman to step in to point out to Jeter how his play was dropped, his play was dropping, and he was playing bad and this and that, and none of the coaches brought it up to Jeter. And I was just thinking with uh, maybe our younger coaching staff, if you think there's any chance that possibly – I mean, I know they kind of brought in Tom Clements to kind of help right. with Rodgers, but do you think there might be any any something like that going on with Rodgers and the younger coaches kind of afraid to point out his flaws or, or mention, hey, point. you're missing throws?
0: Yeah, it's a good point. I, I, think that, I think the guy that could do that would be Tom Clements. Uh, I think Tom Clements is the guy that Rodgers – I mean, don't get me wrong. I think LaFleur has a respect for him, and he has a respect for LaFleur. But I think Tom Clements would be that guy. Tom Clements was kind of – it's kind of like you go back, if you've ever played sports, there's one coach that got through to you. I think Tom Clements was the guy that really got through to 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 Aaron. And he was probably the guy that could say, hey, you know, you, you screwed this up. You, you messed this up or you had a bad look or you didn't throw it deep enough or you didn't put it into this window. I think that's the guy. Uh, but that's a great point. Once you become the senior leader and you're pretty much older than a lot of the coaches – and you're kind of the the senior leader in the locker room as far as the oldest player goes, short of Mason Crosby. Uh, yeah, it's tough for people to look at you and go, oh, "By the way, you're wrong," because Aaron Rodgers is very rarely wrong, and he's very he. I, I don't know him behind closed doors, so to speak, but he had, carries an air of arrogance about him that he's smarter than the average bear. So you've got to be wrong, not him. So no, I that's a, that's a really good point. But I I would assume it would be Tom Clements, if Tom Clements and he are looking at things in a realistic light saying, hey, this is where you screwed up. There's a play Andy Herman put up yesterday over on Twitter that very much illustrated Rodgers just missing a wide-open receiver, even looking in that direction. So I'm hoping, so I would assume in film they looked at it and went to Aaron and looked at him and said, what the hell are you thinking? Why are you throwing it out yeah. of bounds when you had a guy wide open over the middle? So I would hope that that would be something that not only Rodgers would see and have self-introspection on but that Tom Clemens is the guy to go. Hey, you, you missed this guy, you know. And yeah, and, and quite absolutely. quite frankly, I mean Luke or uh, um, Stenovich too, being the offensive coordinator. Hopefully, he's the guy that can say that as well.
2: Yeah, yeah, I agree. And you owe Samari Torre an apology for that as well, because he yeah. missed him wide open, and and you could see the camera going bleep and catch the ball bleep, and he he bounced it to a wide open Samari, right. so. Yeah. I'm
0: waiting for the receivers to maybe cut back at him. Yeah. Well, eventually you're going to see a receiver throw their hands in the air like, dude, I'm right here, you know. So, I, And the young guys probably won't do it. But if I'm brash enough, if you got a – now, then again, if you've got a guy like a Jamar Chase or a Justin Jefferson or somebody like that on your team, you're probably getting the ball as much as you can. But a lot of the young guys are probably coming in looking up in awe at Aaron Rodgers because they were high schoolers when he was in the league <laughs> and tearing it up, you know. So – uh, if anything, maybe they were even grade schoolers back then. But, uh, but no, I, I I agree. Good thought, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for Thank listening you. to us Thanks, o- o- over in Colorado. Yeah, you too. Um, oh, Will says uh, coaching change fixes all of this drama. Uh, here's the question. Uh, there, there's two things that I always ask when it comes to coaching changes, Okay. One is, are you making a change to make a change? Has the coach lost the team? Because if the coach loses the team, you have to make a change, okay? If you take a coach and put a new one into this situation, how quickly then is this team going to become acclimated to what it is the new coach wants? And, And the only reason I caution this is because you're at the end of a career, We all know there's going to be at some point a mass reload and or rebuild, right? We know it's coming. We just don't know what year it's going to be. Is it going to be next year? Is it going to be the year after? Is it going to be the year after that? It's coming. We just don't know when. So at what point do you then change the coach? Do you change the coach out of desperation to try to get somebody next year and the year after to get this team better? Or do you say, it's too big of a change, it's too much, a whole different coaching staff, a whole different offensive philosophy, a whole different view, a whole different look, and now we're changing things again, which takes you to usually two years to become acclimated, and by then you're at the end of your rope with Aaron Rodgers, so what are you doing? You put the cart and the money basically way before the horse. So do you then just say, it's simple, we're just going to fire LaFleur, and you know well we got Rich Pisacchi on staff okay he's he's the elder he's the experienced whatever okay but you still got to bring in a new offensive coordinator you still got to bring in a new quarterbacks coach unless you keep him unless Tom Clement stays you still got to bring in then defensive coordinators line coaches wide receivers coaches i mean all of these guys then you're spending a very work intensive off season getting your team ready for the upcoming season. You know what I mean? So that uh, that's the next thing. And, and Brett brings up a good point. He says, look, does Aaron Rodgers even accept coaching? I believe he does. I believe anybody that is on the same kind of wave level as Aaron Rodgers, yeah, I, I think he's got a lot of respect for coaches. You never hear him knocking those guys. He's backhanded slapped certain people before but he, he's usually the coaches he doesn't 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 do that he's always been pretty good about that 877-867-1670 hit us up this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at burn pit barbecue go to burn veteran-owned business right here in the state of wisconsin racine wisconsin and they have gift boxes for the holidays for the barbecue lover in your life they have sauces they have rubs they have hot sauces burn go there check them out for the barbecue lover in your life
3: Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers returned to Green Bay after their loss in Detroit. Half a dozen of their players had to undergo MRIs for injuries. Outside linebacker Rashawn Gary lost for the season after it was confirmed he suffered a torn ACL, Matt LaFleur.
4: Yeah, it's it's a tremendous loss. And not only just from, obviously, the production standpoint, just, man, he is a guy that just competes at the highest level. He is one of the grittiest guys that's on this team.
3: Running back and kick returner Colin Hill, who just returned from an ACL, was asked if he was able to speak with Rashawn.
0: Yeah, especially uh, Rashawn. I told him right on the bus, right at the game, anybody to talk to, you know, I'm I'm going through the process. You know, I was out for four years, so I know the downs, especially the, the downs that come with it.
3: Packers inside linebacker Devondre Campbell tweeted out it's time for NFL owners to get rid of artificial turf like what's being used at Ford Field. Up next the Packers host the six and two Dallas Cowboys. Head coach Mike McCarthy asked about the transition to Texas the past three years after spending 13 seasons in Green Bay. I mean a lifestyle in Dallas Texas is incredible. I mean this has been an incredible incredible opportunity for us as a family. But, you know, uh, Jessica was born there, kids were born here. <laughs> so people, Mr. People.
1: Do you and as a family, as a unit, no, this is
3: bull you guys trying to make me cry.
1: <laughs> uh. That's
3: Mike McCarthy in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show.
0: Mike McCarthy. We're going to hear Mike McCarthy speaking coming up in a little bit. Hang in there for that. By the way, yesterday we talked about uh, the uh, the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, we're going to hear uh, some stuff from Jim Mercy coming up a little bit later on as well. But to the Colts bring in Jeff Saturday. <laughs> the... The former uh, center, and then the center for the Packers, and then turned ESPN analyst, slamming pancakes on the ground. He's their new head coach, so that's rather interesting as well. Uh, let's get back to the uh, let's get back to the phone calls and uh, get into our guy David listening to us here in Green Bay. David, how you doing, man? What's up?
4: Hey, Bill. Good morning, and thank you so much for the opportunity to speak to you, a first-time listener and a first-time caller over on the one hundred and seven point five. Uh, regular caller, perhaps a I hated caller because I only speak the truth, and it sounds like you do as well. I know you're going to switch over um, in, in a few minutes, but, you know, a couple of things, I guess, as I just got off, I'm semi-retired now. I live in the shadow of Lambeau Field, and I've been a Packer fan for over 50 years. Um, you know, I guess what I'm, what I'm looking at is, I remember back, and you probably do as well, in '05, when um, our, our current coach Matt LaFleur was a grad assistant at Central Michigan um, and Aaron Rodgers then was drafted and now what 18 years later he's the offense I don't think we've ever really truly seen the Matt LaFleur offense and I only say that with due respect to Aaron's tenure and his success that he's had but this year is like an anomaly that I cannot believe and I, I'm calling the options here. I mean, uh, we, we're, we're going to be looking at what in the next three weeks. We're going to be looking at um, Dallas at home, Philadelphia at home in four days, and then we got to go on the road to Philadelphia. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, let me just say it on the Bill Michaels show, uh, three <laughs> and nine is a reality. We're going to probably be um, in the neighborhood of a top uh, five, six pick uh, as we move into uh, next year's draft. And if if that's the case and that's the reality, then let's just move forward. Uh, We need to make a decision. And this is where the organization like back in uh, 07, after the uh, uh, Brett Favre uh, national uh, uh, championship or the uh, NFC championship game uh, ended his career in green Bay with an interception. Um, This is the end of an era uh, and it is, and it's just truly it is. And it was going to happen as you mentioned. And at this point, We got to see what we have in Jordan Love. Was it questionable in 2020 when we drafted him? Yes. Was it after two consecutive losing seasons with Aaron being injured? Yes. Do we know what Jordan Love can do? No. Um, And and until he gets the opportunity to show or blow, um, we we got to see it. And if we hit that three and nine mark, like I'm suggesting, we got to give him the chance as far as what you're talking about with Aaron and his head coach, why would you throw your coaches under the bus because they're letting you run the show and because they paid you $150 million. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, and we got, what, a $68 million um, uh, hump that we're going to have to deal with. Um, You know, do you honestly think, and I'll leave you with this, um, do you really honestly think that if it comes to pass that uh, we actually put... Jordan love on the field, and Aaron has to sit, and he's not going to like it. They might make an excuse for his thumb or whatever. But the kid comes out, and he can win some ball games. Well, let, let's do this. He-
0: I got I got to cut you loose I'm at the top of the network hour. I appreciate you listening. I'll address some of this coming up after the uh, top of the hour. Hanging there, a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up right after this.
3: The Bill Michael Show podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.